<laughs> that was the craziest interview moment I've ever had. <laughs> Holy okay. Spirit, go. Is there a question in there? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our weekly discussion podcast. I am Pastor Kyle. And I am Pastor Holly. And welcome to our final week of the Free Methodist Way podcast uh, messages. And today, we are going to talk about one that is just vitally important for uh, who we are, obviously, as Free Methodists. But this is one, Pastor Holly and I, we were, we, we were just talking about how this one really is up there on the the doctrine level, like a very important doctrine for Christianity. Yes, it is. It could have, uh, it's kind of the foundation of all of these, really. Although, I guess we say that about each one. Each one yeah. of these tenets of the Free Methodist Way are, are foundational to the faith, right? So, That's right. This is a good one. It's a good one. Uh, the bishops did a good job of highlighting all of these different values, and uh, and they are very, very important. So today... Uh, we're talking about God-given revelation uh, is the value language, and uh, this is all centered on the way that God reveals himself to us, which is primarily through Scripture. And uh, I, I think it's important that that if you're listening that you know we take this seriously. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think if, you're, if you've listened at all, you know we don't take ourselves all that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> but this doctrine of scripture of uh, of revelation uh, from God is is um, it's pretty serious. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, we 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 obviously use scripture as the foundation for our teaching, uh, for uh, what drives who we are and what we do, and uh, this is a, a primary aspect of what it means to follow Jesus is to to learn about who Jesus is, the character and nature of God, his rescue plan for humanity, salvation, uh, the interaction with the Holy Spirit, uh, how we can grow uh, to be more like him, all of that we find in the pages of Scripture. And so I thought it would be really good for us just to read uh, for you all our official uh, statement on Scripture as a denomination and uh, uh, this is this is really good, and then we'll, we'll talk about kind of a fascinating uh, kind of statistic after we read this. But so here is uh, we as Free Methodists take the scripture seriously. So here's uh, what we think about this. It says the Bible is God's written word, uniquely inspired by the Holy Spirit. It bears unerring witness to Jesus Christ, the Living Word, as attested by uh, the early church and subsequent councils. It is the trustworthy record of God's revelation, completely truthful in all it affirms. It has been faithfully preserved and proves itself in uh, proves itself true in human experience. The scriptures have come to us through human authors who wrote as God moved them in the languages and the literary forms of their times. God continues by the illumination of the Holy Spirit to speak through his word to each generation and culture. The Bible has authority over all human life, it teaches the truth about God, his creation, his people, his one and only son, and the destiny of humankind. It also teaches the way of salvation and the life of faith. Whatever is not found in the Bible, uh, nor can be proved by it, is not to be required as an article of belief or as necessary to salvation. It's a good statement. There's a lot in there. 
Yeah, that's a good statement. And so you, you read that, and maybe that's a, a, a that is kind of our official theological statement. So it can sound really kind of formal, but I'm really thankful for very clear statements about what we believe Scripture to be, what's in Scripture, and how to use it. And so we really do believe that the Bible is God's inspired word. It was inspired as it was authored, and it continues to be inspired now, which is why sometimes when you read the Bible, maybe you've read like a passage over and over again. It's like a favorite passage. You come to it every year, or it's a regular part of your your devotional time, and you can still uh, get new stuff out of it, new revelations right. about your own life, new revelation about the truth of who Jesus is. And you have this fascinating and incredible interaction uh, between you and the Holy Spirit as you uh, see God revealed in the pages of scripture. Right. Because it's more than a piece of literature, right? I mean, there, there may be other, uh, there may be works of literature. I shouldn't say other, but there may be works of literature that are very important to us and inspiring to us, Yes, uh, but they are not living and active, right. which is, which we believe scripture is. And so it can continue to speak to us in new ways. And I think that the beauty of that is that when we, when we are reading scripture, even if it's one we, we memorized when we were children, even one we've known inside and out for so long, um, the, the Holy spirit is our, our guide, uh, through scripture and, uh, and through the Holy spirit, we receive new insights, new revelation, um, from God in this, in this ancient, uh, book. Yeah which is really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. That's why you can continually come to Scripture, and it can meet you right where you are, can speak to you and your needs in that moment. But we also want to say the truths that we find in Scripture about Jesus, about the church, those are timeless truths. (laughs) Those don't change, right? right? And uh, so Scripture works in this really cool way where it teaches us the truth, the revealed truth, truth about who God is uh, and how he interacts with humanity and all of that, and yet it's living and active, so God continually speaks that same truth to us today uh, and in ways that really connect with with who we are. Yeah, I think it was in our podcast last week, I think, Pastor Kyle, that you said that uh, scripture is both timeless and timely. Yes. Yeah? Yep, that's right, and that's exactly what it is. I hope you, as you have uh, engage with scripture yourself, that you find that to be true. And if you don't have a regular practice of, of engaging with scripture, or um, I just encourage you to do that. One of the things that we believe is that God works through scripture, speaks to our lives, whether you are a Christian or not, uh, because it is alive and active and uh, God's spirit, you know, works through the truth that's revealed in, in the scripture. And so um, when we teach on Sundays, we try to get excited about scripture. We try to uh, engage the the scripture in a way that um, is uh, compelling and uh, and really helpful. There's a lot to it. I mean, there's the Old Testament and there's the New Testament, and this is all very ancient stuff. So some of it feels weird. Some of it, Pastor Holly and I, we were just talking about before our recording here. That sometimes it's hard to understand some of the cultural dynamics of what you of what you read in scripture. Uh, we don't have. Uh, some of some of the cultural stuff that, that uh, maybe would have been assumed by uh, you know original readers is just lost. So one of the things I I love is I actually think there's quite a bit of humor in the Bible, but because yeah. we don't have those cultural uh, like we just the cultures have been lost, we don't always see 
when Jesus is intending to be funny, or maybe he's making a sarcastic comment, or you know, or the author is making an observation about something that would have made people laugh, right? We just don't get some of that. And so it can be difficult to engage with scripture because of all these reasons. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the um I love that. I love that thought of 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 Jesus being funny. And of course, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be funny? Right. right? He's filled with joy and uh and his joy personified. So yeah, love that idea. And there is a lot lost to culture. And I think we we need to understand that um that and I know you you have emphasized this so much that understanding what the scripture meant in the to the people to whom it was originally written. Uh, is so important. And that's that's where I think we can, uh, again, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that's how we can interpret um, how we apply it to our lives today yes. is recognizing what what was the intent? What was the um, the meaning behind these words for the, the original yes. listener? Yes, you're right on with that. I think one of the primary roles for every pastor uh, well, and all, all of us who follow Jesus is we, just like you said, we have to understand uh, the truth of what was written for the people who it was written to, and then we draw parallels to our time today. And so sometimes that's very difficult, because if you think about it this way, we all come to Scripture looking through a particular set of lenses, right? Think about putting glasses on, and what those glasses are, are all of your cultural assumptions, all of the the metaphors that you know, your type of humor, those kinds of things. So we're looking through that. We can't help it. We're all part of our time here and now. And so the really difficult part of engaging with Scripture is to be able to not take our stuff and put it onto the Scripture, but to try to get out of Scripture what its original intent and meaning was and then be able to draw those parallels to our our, uh, our time today. So that's very difficult to be able to take off our glasses and to be able to read it as it was intended. And uh, so hopefully, you know, you're part of a church or a group of people that is working to do that, uh, to get to that um, kind of that way of looking uh, at Scripture uh, and, and letting the Holy Spirit speak to us um, in that. So, and you know, we, one of the things we kind of want to mention, there's some fascinating statistics. We know scripture is difficult to deal with because of all of this stuff that we've talked about, but a word that you may have heard some is called biblical illiteracy, which is the idea that what was kind of like normal knowledge of biblical stories is just not as common today. Right. And it's getting worse. Like more and more people just don't know, you know, what the basics, basic contents of the Bible are. Are which is not what our culture our culture used to be, right? Yeah, our 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 Western culture, our American culture. I think reading the Bible and attending uh, church used to be much more so than today. Used to be cultural practices, and, yes. and that didn't necessarily translate into discipleship. That's correct. <laughs> um, but it was cultural, and it still is in some parts of the country. Here in the Pacific Northwest, where we where we live, it's not part of the culture. No. Um, in fact, those things are countercultural. Uh, but in other parts of the country, I grew up in the Midwest, it's still very much a cultural practice to attend church. Reading the Bible, maybe not as much because yeah. that is more of a personal practice, but socially, attending church is still a really important thing. So, um, along with that came, you know, children grew up in Sunday school hearing right. the biblical stories. And then there was a progression of 
memorization and hearing the gospels and and um, and even for those who primarily uh, were part of a church community only on you know kind of high holy days or at least in American culture um, they still heard the same stories over and over so we have lost that peace um, and we've lost that familiarity with scripture um, because we're just not hearing it culturally right absolutely. In fact, uh, there's a report uh, that came out according to the State of the Bible 2020 report that was released by the American Bible Society and the Barna Group. Uh, U.S. adults who say that they read the the Bible daily dropped from 14% in 2019, which that already is not a, a not a very large number. So it was 14% in 2019, and it dropped to 9% in 2020. That is a Huge. That's a huge drop. That's uh, that is more than I thought uh, would be the case. But that's fascinating. So, according to this report, the American Bible Society and, and uh, the Barna Group, uh, nine, it, there's really only about nine percent of adults in America read the Bible regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to go off the cuff here and, and just guess. I'm just guessing here that um, that a, a, a significant part of that drop would be in um, perhaps people who have passed away, perhaps a generation who yeah. continued the practice of reading daily, who, who, uh, who have passed on. Um, but because it is still, I believe, a more common practice among older folks, those who grew up in that cultural tradition. But um but also we see in the United States and, and across the Western world, this, um, this trend, uh, you and I were talking about it just a, a little bit ago, that it's, it's largely called deconstruction, where yeah. people do um, call into question the faith that maybe they grew up with um, that seems to be falling apart around them. And so... Um, I know I see that in, uh, in, in, among my own friends, among my own family, some, um, some people included there who have just really begun to question um, the faith that they grew up in. And for some, that means they dig in deeper. They go deeper, yeah. um, uh, which I think is a, a tremendously faithful practice uh, to bring those questions and doubts before God and just to lay them out because he can handle them. Yes. Um, and then for others, that has been um, hard or painful, and they may have stepped away from the faith in general. Uh, perhaps for a time, perhaps it's a permanent decision. Um, so I could see that along with that uh, trend in the United States, that the reading of scripture would fall by the wayside. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a, a quote uh, that I love to to cite when we're talking about when we have this discussion, and it comes from uh, Stephen Murray and a, a book called Post Christianism: uh, uh, Church and Mission in a Strange New World. And he writes this: that we live in a culture in which the central features of the Christian story are unknown, and churches are alien institutions whose rhythms do not normally impinge on most members of society. You know, I like to quote it in uh, in this conversation, but I don't like that quote. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, obviously, as as we uh, have you know given our lives to ministry in the church and uh, the uh, proclaiming of Jesus's message uh, uh, to people around us, 
We want to see Jesus's message and the church have a positive impact in the lives of people around us. I mean, you talked about deconstruction. I think a lot of uh, what people are are uh, finding out is that the foundation that they maybe had built um, wasn't necessarily a solid one, and a lot of that maybe had to do with how we engage with Scripture, the ways that we think about it, how we read it. And so this is a very good conversation to have, because if we can understand the the foundation that Scripture can give us, um, it, I think the it, what Scripture does give us is a foundation that can handle uh, a lot of these these difficult questions that are actually making people turn away from the faith. We kind of give got to give ourselves permission to say that God can handle these difficult questions, and we can uh, work through some things and build a really good and strong foundation because it's possible to do that through God and and the truth that Scripture reveals to us. It is, and we'll have differences in that process. Differences among the people of God, among followers of Jesus, there yeah. will be different understandings, and I think to have a grace for that and margin for that is is so important. Yeah. We touched on this in our own conversation before uh, before this podcast recording as well, but that a, a large uh, portion of even what we find in scripture um, is, is interpreted by different people in different ways. Yeah. It doesn't mean that uh, necessarily that one sets in and one sets out, you know, right. um, there are core beliefs of Christianity that everyone who calls himself a Christian, everyone who says they're a follower of Jesus uh, believes that's what, that's what makes uh, the Christian faith, right? right. There's this set of core beliefs, but then there's this huge uh, amount of, of scripture, of tradition, of experience that people yes. uh, interpret and experience in different ways. So I think one of the things we see in the deconstruction movement is people who were taught to believe that if you don't see scripture in this particular set way, uh, which includes probably way more than just the core beliefs of Christianity. If you don't fall into line with this exact set of beliefs, then you're out. And I think they're finding they don't fall in line with that particular interpretation. Um, and so they take themselves out um, when the reality is, it's just not that stringent. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Scripture invites us into who Jesus is, right, and right. to uh, and invites all kinds of different people and allows us to work through all of the stuff that we come with <laughs> in this yeah. context of grace and mercy, uh, and is guided by the truth that we find in Scripture. And so, um, Scripture can handle our questions and. And it can answer those things for us. And one of the things I love about it is that it always points us to who Jesus is. Yes, yes. Bishop uh, Matt Whitehead wrote about this value, this Free Methodist Way step. And uh, he writes this about biblical illiteracy. And I love this just as a way to maybe kind of move us from this part of the conversation to the next part. It says, uh, he writes, biblical illiteracy is a serious issue because anyone not grounded in the foundation of God's word begins to interpret societal issues, cultural trends, and even issues of church practice and discipline through the uh, views of, a, of the very culture and society with which the Bible often clashes. Isn't that great? I love that. Uh, that is great, yeah. 
and so the idea of not necessarily knowing or be, being uh, founded in the truth and story of Scripture, we then kind of uh, you know make decisions or interpret different issues based not on the truth of Scripture, but the the ups and downs of maybe uh, cultural and societal type issues and how we feel about them. Wow. Yeah, I love that. So the the goal here would be to um, to interpret our culture through the lens of scripture, not scripture through the lens of our culture. That's right. Uh, and that's exactly what we were talking about earlier, about trying to take off our glasses, our lenses, in the sense of to be able to let scripture and the truth of scripture speak to our time rather than us putting our stuff on scripture and interpreting it that way. Uh, right. There's a couple of fancy words for that theologically, but uh, what we don't want to do is put our stuff into Scripture. We want to get out of Scripture what it is intended to say to us. So, right. Uh, one of the things, so uh, Bishop Matt ends his article, ends his uh, his writing by highlighting six different uh, vital truths or realities about Scripture. And uh, we won't go through all of these, so if there's one that kind of stands out to you, Pastor Holland, you want to kind of talk about a little bit more, that's great. But uh, the the first one, and then if you want to, we're going to go through, uh, I go through these a little in just a little bit more detail in our weekly message, so feel free to go listen to that, whether you could do that in the podcast, uh, our, our other podcast, which is our sermon uh, podcast, or you could go onto our website and look for our weekly uh, resources and listen to the sermon there. But the first thing that he highlights is that Scripture can be trusted. Uh, and trust is so important, he writes. Uh, and I think this is so, so true. But the Bible is not just a collection of human thoughts. It contains God's higher thoughts and his ways, and it helps us to know how to follow him. And I love that. Uh, and that's, not only does it tell us about who he is, but it tells us how to follow God. And that the, the truth of that can be trusted. That's so important right now. This is the timely part of timeless scripture, isn't it? That right now in our culture, there are all sorts of questions about what and who can be trusted. Yes. And we can know that scripture can be trusted. And it's wonderful to be able to have that to hold on to when everything else around us feels questionable. Yes. Scripture can be trusted. Yeah. Uh, Bishop Matt highlights 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, and he, it says this, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, through human, uh, but prophets though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So I love that. We can, we can trust that God will speak and does speak through Scripture. The second one that he highlights is that Scripture is our foundation, and uh, this is really important. He writes that Paul reminds Timothy that the Bible is our foundation. Uh, As he he wrote earlier, the purpose of a foundation is to provide support and stability for all that's built upon it. Uh, Paul tells us that our lives are built on the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. I love that. The idea that we can build our lives on this truth because it is stable and timeless and uh, strong enough to handle all of our stuff. Yes. Yeah. Again, so timely. Yep. Very, very timely. Good job. Good job, bishops. Crushing it. Good job. <laughs> Loving it. 
Uh, okay, so the next one that he writes, and these this is kind of um, uh, this is true, but not necessarily as fun for us. But it says that Scripture disciplines us. That's that's a vital truth. Um, and this is where we kind of get to the maybe more back to the uh, uh, deconstruction uh, conversation when we don't allow Scripture to shape us, but sometimes we are trying to shape what it says. Uh, scripture disciplines us, and uh, Bishop uh, Whitehead writes, uh, when was the last time you were disciplined? For adults, it probably has been a long time since that has happened. <laughs> uh, and maybe So we don't like that feeling very well. Um, but one of the reasons why we, uh, uh, why we must uh, be people of God's Word is that our thinking and reasoning can become very selfish and self-centered, and we need the perspective of God's Word to help us see ourselves and the, word, the world clearly. And so sometimes we need that correction. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes, it's a, a matter of humility, isn't it? To, to uh, be able to receive that discipline from, uh, as we know, a, a higher and trustworthy yeah. authority. Yes. We, we talk about this here in our discipleship pathway, which is that the first, as we, our first discipleship pathway step is biblical teaching. And as we engage with scripture and encounter Jesus, uh, he's going to convict us. He's going to Changes. He's, the word we use is he's going to unsettle us, um, and maybe part of that unsettling experience they have we have with God is is some uh, some discipline that that maybe we need because we're not living in the way of God, and so we're saying that's okay. We're going to let God do that. We want that to happen uh, because we want to be shaped by God. Absolutely. Yeah, I think sometimes we we um, mistakenly. Uh, equate discipline with punishment. Yeah. Yes. And it's not. It's really more of uh, if you think of it in terms of of athletic training, right? It's shaping. Uh, it's it's allowing ourselves to be changed and shaped into uh, into who God created us to be. Yes. Um, not a punishment, but a crafting. Really. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, the the next one, Scripture corrects our error, and I love this uh, because I think sometimes we we can feel like we we've got it down, we know it all, and uh, we can approach things like this. But uh, but Scripture uh, can corrects corrects our error. The Scriptures are foundation to correct our errors, individuals, but even in the church, and uh, we don't have to think too far in our past, uh, to be able to say the church has sometimes used scripture for some very bad things, um, historically speaking. And so uh, I'm thankful that through the Holy Spirit and um, the scripture can correct our error. Uh, the question, like you had said earlier, is are we humble enough to uh, to be able to receive that and then to change our direction? Yeah, that's beautiful. I, we, it's It's wonderful and humbling when we're personally corrected as we're reading the scripture. And there have been so many times when I've been been reading and as as many times as I've read the scripture to read something and say, oh, wow, how did I not see that before? How did I not catch that? And it changes my way of thinking. And, and that's that living and active word of God and the Holy Spirit guiding, right? But I, I really, um, I hadn't really thought about the way that it corrects our errors historically and as a, a whole society or a whole people, as you just pointed out. And that's really cool yeah. to think about God's work being so much bigger than this current moment that yeah. it's, uh, again, timeless yeah. uh, and working in ways that are bigger than, uh, than what we may be able to see right in front of us. Yeah, Absolutely. The last two uh, here that scripture points us to Jesus. 
And we know this. This is, uh, you know, we, we, there are so much scholarly work has been done around the way, obviously the New Testament points to Jesus, but the Old Testament as well points us uh, in the direction of Jesus as Jesus is the culmination of God's rescue plan for humanity. And I love it because right in this, you know, the, after those first few chapters of, of Genesis, when everything starts going wrong, God begins a rescue plan and it points all, us all the way to Jesus. So Jesus is the central figure in Scripture. Uh, he is the work of creation and uh, all of Scripture uh, points to who he is. And so uh, I'm so thankful that this is here, uh, this is stated here. And the last one, that Bishop uh, Whitehead writes, is that Scripture is our true home. He writes this, The Bible provides for us a home that can never be shaken, never be lost, and will never lead us astray. With 176 verses in Psalm 119, it's a song about uh, loving God's Word uh, and a burning desire to align our lives according to it. So then he quotes some of it at the end, but uh, I love how he writes that the Bible provides for us a home that can never be shaken and never be lost and will always, it will never lead us astray and always lead us to Jesus. Uh, that's a place that I can rest in. Yes. Yes. Our true home. Yeah. Well, thanks for this uh, discussion today, Pastor Holly. Pastor Holly is joining us from her home and uh, is not in the room with me this week, but uh, I'm glad this worked. We didn't have any major like drops out or uh, anything. Internet was okay. So thank so the so Lord good. for technology. <laughs> we haven't hung up yet, so, you know, yeah. careful saying. <laughs> it could still go wrong. <laughs> uh, well, have a great week, everyone. Blessings on you all.